And welcome back into another episode of Tribal Council Chat. As always, we are your hosts. My name is Bruce Heller. And my name is Bruce And we have an awesome episode for you guys today. And as you've noticed listening to this podcast, if you've been listening for a while, me and Brett tend to agree on a lot of stuff survivor-wise and have a lot of, not necessarily the same opinions, but similar opinions on a lot of topics. So we did some, we thought it'd be fun to have an episode with a topic where we disagree on and just kind of debate and discuss that a little bit. And we did some digging and figured out where that was. So today we will be discussing the final two of Survivor Guatemala, which was Stephanie LaGrosa and Danny Boatwright, because the two of us through talking over the years have realized that we would have given our jury votes to different people there. So... This should be a fun episode. Should be. So where do you want to start at? Um, If we're going to do a debate, let's start with each making a kind of opening point. Okay. About. Yeah. Uh, do you want me to go? Yeah, go ahead. All right. Perfect. So I am 100% in this case in the Denny camp, um, which the jury ultimately agreed with. Yeah. Um. This starts the game with Danny, um, clearly being a leader in her tribe, clearly showing hard work and um not giving up the way we saw with some of the other girls on the uh in the game. Not that Steph was, but specifically with some of the girls that weren't really, we see Danny really stand out. Um, coming into the challenge, we see her having some intel on the other tribes specifically relating to my favorite player of the season gary yeah and calling that out but at the same time being very strategic at the swap and not directly targeting gary just because she knows that information about his past but also the fact that the two of them are very are able to work together really shows danny's game intelligence and knowledge that she has to work with the other players, move forward, get to the end, and get their votes to win, including his. Um, she really did well, work well with her alliance um, throughout the entire game. As we saw in the jury, something that, in my opinion, Steph struggled at, yeah. which um, with when it comes to jury management, as well as when it comes to when to make big moves and how many big moves to make and when is a big move too far. Um, Danny used the options that were given to her when she had to take them. So that's being smart and buying the first ever advantage in the survival auction, using yeah. it successfully and winning immunity that day, keeping her in the game for one more step and eventually finding a way to the end as Steph decides that two of her closest allies Judd and Cindy needed to go. Yeah. Um, and then going into the final challenge, Danny rightfully um, decides, despite winning and any promises that she made in the past, that she needed to sit next to Stephanie at the end, who was going to have a bitter jury, and therefore took Rafe out, made the intelligent move to sit against a weaker player, not the stronger player, gets into the final two, and rightfully wins the game. What's and your case? Well, and to be fair, 
Like, taking out Rafe was the right move there. He gave himself up a little bit. He kind of did what Ben did in Winners at War. But the thing that sticks out to me is just throughout the game, we see with Stephanie kind of – and this is partially because – and I've read somewhere that, like, Danny specifically didn't give a ton of confessionals or reveal a ton out of just not trusting production. So that kind of makes it hard for me to see her game and see what she did. But purely based on the edit we saw, it seems we see Stephanie, of course, paired with Rafe, have this control over the game. And early Shaw, post-swap Nakum, and throughout the Merge Tribe. And the thing that I don't get is I've seen people online and be like, oh, well, that was Rafe's moves they were making. She wasn't doing it alone. But we've seen so many duos over the course of Survivor where they're controlling the game together like these two were. They don't want to share credit at the end. One of them cuts the other one. So the one that's remaining does get the credit. Like... And one that sticks out to me is, and neither of these people made the end, but with 41, we see Ricard and Shan playing an awesome game together, making moves. Both of them knowing they're going to have to cut the other one at some point. And if Ricard had made the end because he got close, he would have gotten credit for the moves they made together. So I don't really get, like with Stephanie and Rafe, why Rafe seems to get all the credit all these years later, like to me, they were making those moves together. He got cut. Like, I just didn't, to me, I just didn't see as much of Danny through the show and through the edit that we saw as compared to seeing Steph basically, admittedly, through poor jury management, control the game. And the Cindy blind side was kind of Rafe, too. That wasn't even like Stephanie gets flack for it for. And it was, wasn't the best move, but Rafe was the one that was for some reason upset that someone that won a car didn't give it to him. So he kind of campaigned for that, and you kind of have to pick your battles. If your ally wants to get rid of someone, I can see not wanting to ruffle your ally's feathers. But Well, wrestled. <laughs> yeah, shout out to Hayden Moss there. But... I guess I get why Danny won, and I've told you this in our preparations for this episode. The jury management wasn't great with Steph. I've read somewhere that there was at least one or two people that just didn't enjoy being around her in camp. But game-wise, I just feel like she was controlling the game, and the votes that she wanted to happen happened, and it's Hard to say Danny didn't because we didn't see her game, but because of the edit, it's hard for me to say she did also. That's kind of yeah, where I'm coming from. Makes perfect sense. So I thought, do you have anything you want to do next, Boo? So what I was thinking of is maybe we could introduce a subject or two here and there and talk about that specific element of each game for a bit. Yeah, one question I really quickly want to talk on is because, I mean, one thing that stuck out to me with Guatemala is the jury, I mean, and who knows whether they would have been like this if Rafe was at the end, but seemed bitter with Stephanie for a lot of the vote outs, specifically Judd and Cindy. And my question is, like, how would a new era or even new school 
jury vote on this because I mean this is season eleven we're talking about. It's still when juries their most important thing was how did you treat me? How did you make me feel? Not necessarily the game itself. Exactly. Whereas now we see blind sides and big moves kind of just are applauded as part of the game. So I'm kind of curious yeah. if you think a more modern jury would have voted the same way or if it would have flipped a little bit. I think a more modern jury would have, like, let's say something in the late 20s would have voted the same way. I think a modern tribal council, a modern final tribal council, and I'm sure the audience knows what I mean by that, yeah. might have looked at things in a bit of a different way. If you were really steering them towards outward outplay and outlast as opposed to any of their personal experiences as people who were stranded in the Guatemalan jungle for 39 days. Yeah, so post-game changers, because for those of you that don't know, what he's addressing is before game changers, so 34, every juror got to stand up and give their own spiel and everything. And then CBS and production and Jeffrey switched it. Why did I call him Jeffrey? Anyway, switched it at Game Changer like, to just this kind of open conversation where anyone can speak up at any point. So which, I think you're right. Post one exception to that was 41, surprisingly enough. Did 41 have the old FTC format where everyone stood up? watch it again what one of the new seasons either 41 or 42 did oh i forgot about that okay i'll have to look that up now i remember being like so excited about it but i think you're right i think if it's like late 20s danny probably still wins i mean even though by then juries had started prioritizing game over feelings i feel like we still have people like trish and kagian who just yeah. stands up there and lights Tony on fire, essentially. <laughs> and, rem and remember, too, by late 20s, yes, they're prioritizing game, but it's not like Denny didn't have any gameplay at all, either. No, I she know. Well, she had through, like, working with Gary, through by yeah. her advantage and winning the challenge, through unifying the tribe against Lydia... She has some big moves, too, that she made yeah. on her resume that maybe just weren't as noticeable as what Steph did with Judd with Cindy. And maybe you can almost look at this similar to what we talked about a few weeks ago when it came to Michelle's win in the 30s. Yeah. Well, and I'm, I'm not trying to diminish Danny's game at all. More what I'm pointing yeah. at with juries prioritizing game moves is old school juries took everything – very personally yeah and so if 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 guatemala is 28 29 30 i feel like you don't have this oh you voted me out i hate yeah, you, oh, right? sure. that we kind of get here not i mean yeah. i hate you's kind of strong but judd did say he hopes people got strong. attacked by crocodiles i was just about to say you when you said it's strong i was about to jump in and be like strong except for in the mind of judd Sargent. Um, Judd was Judd was annoying, but he was good TV. Like, I didn't miss him when he was voted out, but I didn't like he was like, fun to have in the game. Oh, absolutely! The, and one thing I forget to mention, I was watching kind of a YouTube video summarizing 
the season, like in 15 minutes right before this. It's in the swap, too. We see new Nakum is kind of split between old Yasha and old Nakum and Stephanie af- after getting Judd to turn on Margaret. And that's an amazing tribal council, watching those two go after each other, Judd and Margaret. Is really able to help unite the new Nakum and get them to kind of follow her and Rafe and into the merge. That group stays together. You don't see groups from pre-merge stay together like that post-merge super often. Things kind of get jumbled oh, exactly. at the merge. But props to Stephanie and by extension Rafe for kind of building that team in the post-swap. Yeah. Absolutely. So where did what was your idea? Where did you want to go next? Um, so you hit it there with the swaps, so that's definitely was one of the subjects I wanted to bring up. Um next. Do you wanna talk about the outplay portion? Sure. So um one definitely not related to Danny oh to Danny o. Steph's game at all, but first of all, I do just want to make a quick shout out in this section. Um the first idol comes into play here yeah. and Gary brilliantly Judd makes up literally one of the worst lies in the history of Survivor and Gary's able to find the idol before the guy with the clue. Yeah, um because Judd goes Oh, the clue says look down, and he's walking through the forest looking at the tops of all the trees, and Gary notices yeah. it because Judd is just not subtle at all. No, exactly. Um, but what I wanted to start with in the outplay portion is let's go back to the tribal game in terms of my section of the debate and talk about actually working well with your tribe and being as good of a team player as you can early in the game. Um, Danny, we see as right away a very physical competitor that's going to help her tribe. I think yeah. we both agree on that. For sure. We see the same thing with Steph. Yeah. The one thing that we noticed, though, too, and the same thing that I've had a criticism for of Ozzy's game in past seasons, in past episodes that we've talked about, is that Steph seems to hold her whole tribe at her level. And yeah. that's not... Generally, I think kind of one of, if we look at like the challenge with the Mayan ball game, where she's upset that Lydia is not at the same athletic level as she is. I mean, Lydia is a woman in her late 50s. You can't expect that. Yeah. Um, That's where I start to see Steph's jury management going downhill. For continuing to the outplay, we then see Denny, on the other hand, not only do decent early in the game, but win two of the final three immunity challenges, both when she needs it most. Yeah, and the advantage play was clutch, admittedly. Like, yeah. I feel like if she doesn't get that advantage from the auction, she probably goes home that episode, but... She does. I mean, Steph would have won immunity. It's the Chris Underwood thing. Like, you play with the cards you have dealt. Not that I'm saying Danny as a winner is on the level of Chris Underwood, but same concept here. I mean, for full disclosure, shout out to Chris. He's doing amazing in the challenge right oh, now. Oh, yeah. And he knows where Ottawa is. 
Yeah, and I like Chris. Like I have, yeah. Like purely based on game, I would probably put him at the bottom. But that is solely because he's the only winner that's been voted out. He honestly like didn't even play poorly. Once he came back in, he was on fire. Yeah. Right. He used information he got from the edge to steal Lawrence Community Idol, which is... I mean, don't ever give away an idol, also though. Yeah. Or any form of immunity, Eric. But no, anyway. Brandon what's Hand. Your what's your kind of thoughts on that physical play slash jury management cross I was talking about in the pregame? Yeah, I think you're right. It's Holding people to your level when you're that athletic isn't reasonable. But I think that's just kind of a natural thing like athletes and competitors do is they try to bring everyone up and try to bring those around them up and make them better. And it just kind of comes off as harsh sometimes, but I don't think it's on purpose. But Makes yeah, I, I can see how that can rub you the wrong way. And, and like she would have gotten my jury vote, but Stephanie's jury management wasn't great this it, I mean it wasn't Russell but it wasn't great either admittedly I just think my jury vote comes from the point of the way we saw her control the game and drive the votes each week makes sense but yeah I see where you're coming from from the jury management perspective of just that competitive nature can rub people the wrong way. So you're up next. Any subject you want to talk about? Go right ahead. I am thinking, but I will say I kind of, the first time I watched Guatemala, I might have watched it before Palau. I don't remember, but I did kind of feel bad for Stephanie after being on Oolong her first season and then comes into the pre-merge here and, trying so hard but her tribes just can't seem to win immunity challenges or any challenges for a few episodes there but i mean once the swap hits and they vote they get judd to flip they vote margaret out i feel like she leads new nakum on a pretty good challenge streak there for the physical portion and then into the merge, like I said, just keeping that team together of people that weren't even on their original tribe up until the Judd vote out is a pretty impressive thing to build that group together. Agreed. And they did stay together. Like a lot of times you see these groups in the pre-merge form and then the merge happens and everything gets shuffled and jumbled up and it's new alliances everywhere. Yeah. So where are we going next here? Do you have any subjects or do you want me to lead into maybe a final discussion before our game? Where are we at? Do we have time? I'm trying to think of more topics because there's a lot to unpack here, but we've kind of covered things on a broader spectrum. Is there anything you want to... Do you want to talk finale? Sure. That will probably take like 10 minutes before we get into the game. Yeah. Um, awesome start to the finale. The thing with the chicken was wild. Yes. And it, I mean, it is what it is. That might have been. Was, who was it that was like the first one to be like, 
I'll eat it. Was that Stephanie? I feel like it Stephanie. might have been. So that Steph might have been a thing too. Then Denny second. So I mean, yeah. Like you, there were some people that were they're starving. They're starving. I get it. I feel like people were. I feel like I remember people being upset about the chicken and. This was supposed to be ceremonial, and we're eating it. Why are we doing this? But yeah, I Rafe didn't it. like it. Yeah, that doesn't surprise me. I remember Jeff just asking Rafe about eating the chicken, and then it's just like Jeff obviously knows he didn't eat it, and Rafe just jumps back. I didn't have any. Yeah, but what sticks out to you from this finale, also? First of all, starting after we talk about the chicken, I mean, that challenge has to be one of the best Final oh, yeah. Four maze challenges ever in Survivor. For sure. We, and we challenging you the size, colors, puzzle abilities, your endurance, um, strength to get up those ladders. And what do we really see here is the same final two going at it again. Oh, yeah. For sure. And Danny probably once again, like I was saying at six, goes home this night if it's not for her winning. Yeah. And I guess that's kind of something that comes to my mind, too, is we see at least twice there where if it wasn't for an immunity win... One win that probably doesn't happen without an advantage, which, I mean, I'm not holding the advantage against her. You played your cards really well. Danny was going home at least twice. I don't really feel like Stephanie was ever in that same danger. So I just kind of feel like if you look at the positions they had put themselves in there, one had themselves in a better position game-wise and safety-wise. It, she was never really in danger of going home, and the other one was going home twice, if not for challenge wins. So we got to throw in a quick apology. Um, Rafe won that challenge. For some reason, my mind thought that she did. I think I'm thinking of a different season. Yeah, there was a challenge she won at some point, though. It wasn't just the advantage one. Oh, final three she wins, of course. Final three she wins, but final three Rafe wins, Yeah, which for some and I forgot once I said it I'm like wait no that's not right yeah but uh, I mean that makes it even more interesting than in terms of Denny's game because let's bring up a new element that I forgot the fact that she can survive this vote yeah and manages to take out I would say I think most people would agree that if we look at a final four of Denny, Steph, Rafe and Lydia we're probably thinking Lydia's the GOAT, right? Yeah, for sure. So, and if Danny... They managed to take her out at four. Yeah, so... The question that's coming to my mind is, though, because... And I do kind of want to get your... After I say this, get your reaction to the previous thing I said. If sure. Danny doesn't win that final immunity, does she go home there, or does... Because by that point, I mean, Rafe has seen Stephanie's jury management. So. She's in the final of, like, the 
when that immunity drops down to two, Wraith has already touched the platform. So yeah. it would be Steph winning immunity. Just if either one of the other two had won it, theoretically, does Danny yeah. go home either way if she doesn't win? I think more than likely. Yeah. I would agree. Say when we never saw the show, but I think odds are if Steph wins it, she sits, she will take Rafe knowing that they've stuck together the whole way through and it'll look better for her jury management. Yeah. If Rafe wins it, he would take Steph knowing that her jury management is poor and he has a better chance to get votes against her than against Denny, especially from people like, like John, Cindy, Gary. Yeah. And obviously like, my question was definitely kind of a pointless hypothetical. I've been kind of on that track with some survivor discussions I've had online this week about how pointless some hypotheticals are, specifically relating to Micronesia. But... <laughs> But yeah, I do feel like, and honestly, if Stephanie or Rafe wins that final challenge, Rafe probably wins the game. But it would have been interesting to see because all the blood that was on her hands that they got upset about, he made those same moves with her. So if they were the final two, I'm really curious who wins there. Yeah, that would be very interesting to see we'll never know <laughs> but yeah and like i said the one thing that's sticking out in my mind that's coming to me also is we had at least two maybe three i feel like there was a third one i don't remember where if danny doesn't win immunity she's gone and to her credit she played this tour and i'm not holding this against her but one of those challenges even required an advantage to win yeah I don't feel like Stephanie was ever in that danger of going home. Like, she had herself in a better position the whole time. All the way through. So, I feel like that's kind of a point in her favor also. For me as a juror. Even coming in as, like, the first two players to return to the game not in an All-Star season, she didn't really have a target on early on. Yeah. And I feel like this... Like, this whole episode is just you and me as jurors look valuing things differently. Yeah. Because, like, I definitely get what Steph did that was bad that cost her the game. But to me, the thing, like, for me, the things she did well kind of outweigh that. Having control of the game. Having yourself in a position where the person you're sitting next to at final two goes home three different times without immunity wins. Two or three. Don't quote me on three. Two for sure. Final six and final three. Okay. I thought there was a third one in there somewhere, but still twice. I was thinking four, but Rafe won it. But going home twice, if you don't pull off a challenge win, whereas you, you were really never in danger of going home as one of the only returners, and you've been controlling the game the whole time. So, but I mean, how the blind sides on Judd and Cindy really didn't have a purpose. And the Cindy one was Rafe's idea, so I feel like we could she could have pointed that out a little bit in front of the jury if pressed on the Cindy vote specifically, but that's kind of where I'm thinking here. 
amongst the other things I've said. Makes a very good point. And anything else you want to add before we and I can add something quickly before we go into Ally Blindside Foo Spoot. Yeah, go I mean I don't have anything. Go ahead and add what you were gonna say. I was just gonna say, so as you all may have probably guessed right now for everybody listening, this is not really a debate to see if anybody wins or loses on this platform. We've laid out our points. We're going to take this to social media in the week. Those of you, whether you follow us on Facebook, make sure you like our page, Tribal Council Chat. Follow our Instagram, TribalCouncil.chat. Um, like, like and subscribe on YouTube. We're yeah, we're going to build the YouTube page up more than we have so far. Yeah. Uh, we're going to... We're going to take this after it airs to social media and really let our audience settle it. So we'd love to hear. You've seen that I would have voted for Danny. You've seen Bruce would have voted for Stephanie. We'd love to hear what you guys, who, who you guys would have voted for and what you think about Guatemala being probably one of the more, or I should say like less talked about seasons, but that's really underrated in my opinion. Oh, it, it and, like, Vanuatu are, like, the top two underrated for me in either order. Both are awesome nice. seasons. And, yeah, like Brett said, this isn't really a debate of us trying to figure out who wins or who can sway the other person. It's, as jurors, we value things differently. We thought it'd be fun to have an episode that wasn't us agreeing with each other the whole time like this show normally is. And this yeah. has been a fun episode. It's been fun kind of going back and forth with not really opposing because we're not really arguing, but differing, but viewpoints. differing viewpoints. Absolutely. So, now let's dive into our tradition of Ally Blindside Foose Boot to wrap up the show. Um, and today we're talking about Danny and Stephanie. So, Boost, do you want to take it away to start? Okay, so... I've got one. Stephanie played three times, so I've got one person from each of her three seasons. I've got probably my second favorite player from her first season, Ian Rosenberg. I've got Cindy Hall. And from Heroes versus Villains, I've got... Who should I go with here? I'll go with Tom, because he was also on her first season, so double sense there. Um, I am going to ally with Ian. I think he'd be a loyal ally to take to the end. I am going to blindside Cindy. I think we saw one from Rafe and from Steph that it's certainly possible to do so, especially if she gets in the position where maybe she may have rubbed some people the wrong way over the reward as we saw. She could do it again. That was so dumb that they got upset with her for not giving them her card. I agree. Yeah, I agree. And that means that I am going to first boot Tom, like we've said before, as a winner. Um, It's easy to first boot winners because they've won. And I mean, I don't know what you think, but I think this episode was really fun and maybe we could do it again for a Palau edition sometime. Yeah, for sure. 
I agree I with may you. be one of the few people in the fan base that looking back at that season was um prop definitely like looking at that season which admittedly is one of my least favorite seasons of all time but yeah. I was cheering for yeah. Kobe back then who is the only person to vote for Katie and I think I would agree with him I might have just voted for Katie if I was there yeah that would be a fun episode to get into I agree with you on first booting Tom because he's the only winner and like I love Ian part of me wants to align with Ian but seeing, like, I would be kind of afraid of blindsiding Cindy is my problem after seeing the way Cindy was about being blindsided and seeing how the jury acted about her being blindsided. I would be afraid of that being held against me. So I don't really know what to do with her and Ian. And I want to agree with you, but I'm afraid of blindsiding Cindy a little bit after Guatemala. Makes sense. Alright. Ready for mine? Yeah, of course. Okay. So we're going to pick three players. Kind of like what you did, I'm going to pick three players that Danny played with over the course of her time. So I am obviously going to start. How can I not for Guatemala, Danny Boatwright, ally blindside first boot as an Indianapolis Colts fan feature Gary Hogan Hoganboom in mine. Yeah. I'm gonna put in Judd Sergeant and I'm gonna put in um someone that I know that Danny talked about hypothetically voting for in season 40, Michelle Fitzgerald. I knew you were gonna throw Michelle in there. Well I love Michelle. She seems like a really fun person to be around and be on an island with. But she's the only winner here, so she has to go first. That's just usually my rule. But it was Gary and Judd were the other two. Michelle. Yeah, well, I'm first booting Michelle. I'm going to see again. I want to align with Gary, but I'm afraid of blindsiding Judd and having him on the jury because. Last time he got you blindsided, he said he wanted people to get attacked Michelle. by crocodiles. So, but I also just don't think I could deal with him for 39 days on an island while I'm already hungry and have a headache. So, gonna blindside Judd and just try to deal with that later and align with Gary because Judd seems Makes like he'd sense. be a lot to deal with on the island. So, I <laughs> definitely see your rationale. But as I was kind of hinting at, you're right. I would not want to blindside Judd, which is why I think Judd is worth having Michelle in your team for. Obviously, yeah. I would ally with her, but I can see not because she's a winner. But in my mind here, whether you ally with Gary or with Michelle, Judd has to go first. Also, what just came to my mind is if I align with Michelle to the end, she might, she sort of has a claim at. My girl Amanda's record of longest period of time without being voted out. So, kind of a jokey reason I there that I wouldn't actually consider that. But now you know why I want to see who make it to the end. Yeah, I'm trying to keep Amanda's record here. Not actually, but <laughs> this was fun. 
Yeah, we got a few minutes left. I just want to throw out one more thing before we head back to camp. Yeah. Um, can I, can I just say how funny it was that I'm debating the Denny position and you show up wearing a Kansas City Chiefs shirt? I'm a Chiefs, yeah. Chiefs all the way. About to run it back, win another Super Bowl, hopefully. Patrick Mahomes is the number on my shirt. But nice. real quick, and we can make this a social post later this week. They both played more seasons than just Guatemala. What's the like? What's your natural instinct answer if I ask you who is the better player overall for their survivor careers? Hmm. I mean... Yes, you're right. They both played more seasons, but other than Guatemala, neither of them went very far in the game. Yeah. Um, well, Stephanie went as far as she could in Palau. As far as she could, but that tribe was just an utter disaster. Why they I didn't mean, throw a swap in probably, there, I don't know. You could probably give it to Steph just for the fact that she made the merge twice. Yeah. But it's still a close one either way. I will say she was she crashed and burned in a blaze of glory, but man, Danny was entertaining on Winners at War. Oh, she was not great gameplay, but super entertaining. Yeah, and I think that about sums up all the notes I had. So this was fun, guys. Well, bye, guys. Bye. Grab your torches and head back to camp.